Have you missed any of the sports action? Worried you are not well informed about what player did what? Or which team is making the headlines? Then don't worry. We are going to fill you in. So sit back, relax, and get ready because it's the Busted Coverage Sports Show. Here are your hosts, Kyle, Jared, Peyton, and Thomas. All right, welcome in. Debut episode, Busted Coverage Podcast. Finally have a name. Uh, we're ready to go. Thomas here. I'm joined by Kyle. I've got Jared. I've got Peyton. We've even got a producer, producer Mike, back there heading us up with this technology. We're ready to go. We got the first podcast going, episode number one. Uh, what do you guys want to start off with? Uh, some World Cup, World Cup a couple days ago. Let's go. Uh, let's go right into that. We're going to talk a little bit of World Cup, finishing that up before we talk about it for the last time, for the la- next four years. We're not, gonna, <laughs> you know, we're not bringing this up again, Peyton, are we? Uh, well, why is everyone looking at me to talk about Aren't World Cup? Aren't you soccer Cup? guy for this podcast? I, You're soccer guy for this podcast. So we'll talk a little bit of World Cup, a little bit going on with the MLB, um, some trades there, some some trades in the NBA as well, actually a couple of those. And then we'll finish it up with some uh, Le'Ve- Le'Veon Bell talk. I know Kyle's excited to talk some MSU uh, football there, and then a little bit of Darrell Revis. So we've got a lot planned for you for episode one. Let's go right into it with the World Cup, uh, starting with France. Getting their second World Cup, am I correct? I'm 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 going off on some some uh, some stats for soccer, and I'm not really sure what I'm talking about here. But <laughs> I I actually I have to apologize to Peyton first. I made a promise to you that I would watch the oh, World Cup no. final. Oh no! The World Cup final was on my birthday, and the last thing I wanted to do on my birthday was watch soccer. So I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. Most people don't want gifts on their birthday, so I, I can understand that. <laughs> Uh, no, so so you got France. They won four to two. Do I have that correct? Four to two over yeah, Croatia. Four to two. Got their second World Cup in the country's history. Biggest takeaways after that game. I mean, what did what did you think after that? Uh, biggest takeaways. France has incredible young talent. Um, they really showed up to be able to not just show their individual ability because we look at guys like Mbappe, who. Uh, just did some incredible individual feats uh, one-on-one with guys, uh, breaking through the defense, making plays on his own. But their chemistry together was something that progressed throughout the entire tournament, especially when you got to the knockout stages. They were really looking good. Um, But the final um, part of it, it it just started off kind of lucky with that own goal. Um, to, you know, to Wasn't that the first own goal in World Cup final history? Uh, I, I think I saw I that think, somewhere. That was the first Yeah, no, goal I think and, I yeah. saw the same thing. Um, but, I mean, you give up a goal, and that just, uh, especially an own goal, that really is demoralizing. Now, granted, the way Croatia has been playing for this entire, uh, this entire tournament, they're the one team who's going to be able to rise above that. And they made a push. They tried. Uh, didn't work out. France's offense was clicking so well. What's um, a one goal? Yeah, thank you. I was about to ask. Own goal. What is a own, one goal? Own, own, own goal. Own goal. Own goal. <laughs> O-W-N, O-N. O-W-N. Get the, get the O-W-N. out there. Own yeah. goal. Okay, what is that? So, essentially, <laughs> uh, you score a goal on yourself. Oh. Uh, so a mess up. It it may yes. not. I screwed up. A boo boo. Well, it may not. It may come off of a deflection. Uh, it may just be uh, a bad clearance that happens to bounce off your foot wrong. So it's not at all anything intentional. Um, we hope not. Yeah, but uh, essentially, an own goal is a goal on yourself. 
an own goal. So basically, so yeah. you know, I mean, it's been a few days now after the after the World Cup finals. We don't need to break it up too much. I want to go into a little bit because we are uh, the United States. We like to talk about ourselves a lot with this. Did you? I, I don't know if anybody else saw the ratings that finally came out for the World Cup. They were they were pretty bad. I mean, going through these last few weeks. Everybody was honestly. Everybody was talking about. It. I was more excited than I've been in past World Cups. People I've talked to were more, were more excited. And then when I saw the ratings, it was really, it was strange. They they were down like five six million views. Those Ancestry.com commercials didn't from do their 2014. job. Twenty fourteen. I mean, so that, that was weird. I thought that the United States was finally on this soccer high, um, but then when the ratings came out, it didn't it didn't reflect. I, I think, think some of it has to do with the teams that were in it. Um, because I feel like if it was Spain or Germany well, we had, or Brazil. We had Argentina, Germany four years ago, right? Right. So bigger names, I guess, with that, which is why the ratings, they were like 17 million four years ago. Now it was like 11 million. Probably doesn't help that Croatia was the second smallest population to Four make. and a half million people? Yeah. <laughs> the so time that's, for that's Michigan, what I mean. I feel Metro like, Detroit. I mean, that's... Yeah, enough. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the teams that were actually playing in it. Um, but... I mean, France about, is obviously... How about time zones? Time zone? Time zone could be. Because West Coast, you're waking up at like 5, 6 a.m. Yeah. I mean, it was 11 o'clock start time, Eastern time, so which eight, is early. 8 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. West if you're a Christian, you were in church, so you didn't see the World Cup final, right? That's... Yeah, I think I think timing <laughs> played, uh, played a part. Um, I also think um, the World Cup as a whole, the fact that it's just on FS1, um, that, that's, that's not like a mainstream yeah. network that your average Joe Blow is going to have. Uh, so I, I think the network coverage played a part in point. it as well. You look across the world, you know, if soccer's on, it's going to be on TV pretty much every network. Uh, the U.S. is very competitive with who shows what when. Um, and granted, Fox kind of owns the soccer world as far as what's shown on TV. But I, th- I think it was you know, poor choice to just keep everything localized to FS1. Um, put it on put it on some mainstream networks that everyone's going to have that'll bump your viewership up. So I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot just with that choice, but um, it wasn't it wasn't a glamorous World Cup final. Um, people didn't know a lot about France because uh, it's been a long time since they've really been in that conversation. Ninety eight back when they hosted. Um, oh six. So people people don't know the teams. You don't have a common face like Thierry Henry or Franck Ribéry who they've been there for a really long time. You've got Paul Pogba, who's recognizable, but still most people Drew, don't know him. Croatia, you, you don't know anyone. You know, I, I sit there and look at Croatia, and I see names that I know that I think, wow, this is, and they talked about it all a lot, the golden age of that country's uh, soccer team. But if I sit here and talk about what a wonderful career Luka Modric has had, most people are going to turn their heads to the side and be like, uh, I'm not really sure. Is he a person on that team? <laughs> uh, just, you know, you don't know the names. Um, so I, not not a glamorous World Cup, so sure. people weren't interested in the first place. Plus, it would have been tougher to watch. You would have had to go out of your way. Do you think, because I don't know foul soccer enough, do you think this was a one-time deal, Croatia making it to all the way to the finals, like Cinderella story? Or do you think four years from now when we're in the 2022 World Cup, are they right back in there as a contender to be able to play in it? Well, and touching on that too, I think that could be a reason why viewership might have been a little bit worse is because of more of like a Cinderella story where you thought 
You think differently. You want you a would Cinderella think it would be... up to a certain point, but then right. when it's actually the finals, you want the big names. Right, you want the big names. You want the big names. The same France, France same with like March Madness. Same, March, is Ma- March Madness is the same, though. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. So I, I feel like that had a little bit yeah. to do with it, too, but um, directing it back towards Peyton with Kyle's question. I mean, I absolutely think that they can make a run in the next World Cup. Obviously, we have to see you know, over the next four years, what kind of level are these guys playing at individually sure. as a team, uh, injuries, you know, where are they moving? Because your, your club play kind of indicates a little bit of where you're going to go with international play as well. If you've got guys dropping off from top tier teams, that's indicating their levels dropping, you know, how much are they going to be effective on their national team? But, I mean, you've got Rakitic, Luka Modric, Mandzukic, uh, you know, Subasic showed that he could play injured as a goalkeeper. Uh, Lovren is, uh, I mean, he was one of the better defenders in the entire tournament. I think you could so, just I mean, name a couple of random names at this point, and we wouldn't even know no, if they were real. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the, all the Ukaches. I know the, like, the first um, four that you named, and then after that. Are these soccer players or UN members? <laughs> I don't know. Let's play a game. All right, la- lastly, with soccer talk for the last uh, last bit here while we wrap this up, I want to I take, um, I want one piece of advice for the U.S. soccer team from each of you on what they need to do moving forward to be ready for the next four years, to, to get ready to get to this next level, make it, make a deep run, do what Croatia did. Win more games. Wow. <laughs> that, that, is, that is wise That's advice. That's my soccer Ooh, input. Beat Panama. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that is, a, that is something they do need to yeah, do. Yeah, that's something I'll tell you. So I think to a degree, and this, this may not be a popular opinion, and I don't care because I know that it's uh, an issue. I think the MLS is a huge issue for U.S. soccer. You know, they're trying to get these big names in that are on the U.S. soccer team and keep them domestic. That's not where the development is. MLS isn't there yet. You've got to get guys going to the EPL. You've got to get guys... Dare I say Serie A? I'm not a huge fan of the the league, but it's better than the than the MLS, La Liga. A lot of our U21 guys they're playing overseas. That's why our U21 guys actually look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at top tier, and many of these guys are coming back to the MLS. I, I don't like that. Your ceiling, uh, if you're playing in the MLS, is not as high. Uh, if you're going overseas, that's where the development's happening. Um, look at uh, you know the last. You know, several years where, where these guys have been coming from. I mean, Clint Dempsey uh, had an actual career overseas, and he was one Tim of the Howard. better players that we had. Yeah, Tim Howard as well. Uh, Landon Donovan moved to Germany at the age of 15 and got homesick and came back and was, you know, he had trouble getting past that hump. He was a good, uh, you know, possession uh, type guy, but he wasn't, you know, as explosive as I feel like he could have been if he would have played an entire career overseas. But I, I think the MLS um, is is a detriment. Uh, so players are going to have to take their own development into their hands and actually try and push to where they feel like they're going to grow the most. Is Landon still playing? Is he playing MLS soccer? No. No. Not anymore. Is he playing anywhere in the league no. at all? Who? Landon Donovan. Oh, uh, no. no, he's done. No, he's no. done. Yeah, he, uh, uh, I, I love the guy. I, I've seen him do like some commercials, a little bit of let's announcing. Let's not go into that Wells Fargo thing. Let's, let's not go into the, the just, route from Mexico. The guy's, so, the guy's so dry. Not let's, a public speaker. Let's not go into I, that. I love him. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into a little bit of the MLB. We just had the All-Star Weekend uh, go on a couple days ago. Uh, actually, pretty entertaining home run derby. Pretty entertaining 
Um, All Star game that was also I mean, the, the home run home derby, run derby? Yeah, second home run derby that didn't that didn't end. Uh, but we're not really going to talk about that. Let's go into before we get into some of the the trades that 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 are going to eventually come into play and that did actually happen a little bit on uh, you know as the MLB had their few days off. You had a lot of talk uh, as far as changes and what the MLB needs to do going forward. So Rob Manfred was very vocal these last few days talking about some rule changes that potentially could come into, and expansions, which is something I didn't think we would touch on with MLB for a while. But it, it's coming up now, so I know Kyle really wanted to talk a lot about this. I so, never thought I'd say yeah, bring MLB extensions. But, so, lifetime, uh, well, what's going on really with that? Yeah, I mean, they're talking about it. The biggest contender they're saying right now is that it's probably going to be Vegas is most likely a landing point for another team, which who would have thought? I mean, we didn't have any teams in Vegas three years ago. And now we're going to have NHL team already played their inaugural season there. Next year, you're going to have an NFL football team coming there. I think it's very likely NBA is going to expand as well again soon and add a team. Either expand and, expand and add a team in Nashville or bring a team to Nashville just for the profitability that's there. Um, and I, I think they, they could probably withhold a, a uh, baseball team. I think that's probably the first choice where it's going to go to. I know they've also talked Nashville's uh, potential landing spot for an MLB team. I personally think that if they're going to do an expansion, the city of Indianapolis, Indiana, could really do well. Mm-hmm. They have a minor league team there. That's I believe it's the Cleveland Indians AAA affiliate. Um, that Really, I think Indianapolis could support a baseball team very, very well. You're in an area that has a lot of historic baseball teams. Chicago's not far away. There's a lot of Tigers fans that are in the Indianapolis area when I live down there. Um, so I think they could do well there. My my thing when it comes on to the expansion is is it's it sounds exciting. I I wish they wouldn't. I I think there's already too many teams. I think the, ML, the MLB would be fine leaving it at thirty. I think other sports already have too many teams as it is. I don't want to see expansion. Yeah, no, no. I I actually agree with that. Uh, I honestly think something like the NBA would benefit from downsizing. Absolutely, doing the opposite of expanding. I mean, if you, I mean, talent can only go so far. Right, yeah. talent can only go so far, and you keep expanding. Um, to these smaller markets, it's not going to – I don't know. I don't think it's beneficial for the league as right. far as – What it turns experience. into is you have the smaller teams that they're not going to win championships Especially with probably. baseball. I mean, with, with without baseball. a cap, and the smaller markets are yeah. not going to be able to compete as much as a large market, L.A., New York, Houston, those big markets that can field – Two hundred right. million dollar payroll. Baseball and football, I think, are probably the two hardest. I mean, it's hard in any sport to win a championship. I think it's the two hardest sports to build a franchise, a championship franchise, to be able to get there. Because so those sports. it's not dependent on one player. Correct. It's such a team sport for those things. Like you, you get a superstar in basketball, or even a couple superstars in hockey. You can take your team off of some mediocre talent that are a couple lines deep, and that side of things. Football and baseball, you got. Well, we were have talking a full about it before it we even happen. started, right, with Mike Trout. We yeah. all agreed best player in baseball right now, but he's been in one playoff series his whole career. Right. right. So I mean, it doesn't. The impact is yeah. not there. And so when you start adding in so many teams, especially into these leagues, what happens? It it turns into a a matter of oh, well, these teams aren't going to win a championship. It turns into a, well, you go to watch that team because you're going to see the superstars come play at your stadium for the away team, and. I'm not a fan of expansion. I, I like the idea of some cities getting teams pulling out of different areas. Um, NHL, I think that they need to not add a 30-second team. I think they need to close a team and then move a couple elsewhere. But that's why I wasn't super excited when I saw it. Uh, I think that they could move some teams around. That would be a better way to do it, to get a team into Vegas if they really want that. But not so, so with all this, all this change talk in the MLB, 
what do you think would be would be a good solution? I mean, as far as rule changes, I mean, Peyton, you're not really an MOE guy at this point. Right? Uh, Is that I, correct? I, I would say just get rid of baseball. Just get oh my god. <laughs> Well, I was actually thinking about just Vegas in general, like the city of Vegas trying to turn into this big sports town with getting the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, it has a lot to do with sports betting, to be honest. I oh, think. I'm sure. I think it has a lot mm-hmm. to do with sports I'm betting. I'm sure. And Vegas as a city is projected, I think, they, they talk about it potentially doubling in size in the next 15, 20 years. It's just it's a booming town, so, I mean, there's growth there. but Absolutely. I mean, then you have the Knights that just made the NL – or yeah, the Stanley Cup. actually Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. So, the NHL Finals. So I mean, yeah, Vegas is doing well for themselves right now. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> do, do you have anything you think rule wise baseball could do? If, if baseball could do one thing for you, Peyton, to get you in to watch the game, is there anything they could do? Other than speed it up, non-existent. Speed it up, speed up the game. So uh, there's so much. There's so much downtime. It it takes forever. It's I mean, it's very slow in its nature anyway, unless there's a hit. Um, you know, I, and I know that so there is, it, is a, it a matter of speeding it up or just getting more excitement. Well, I know that there is a a level of interest and excitement of just watching a good pitcher, because I can remember as a kid, uh, it was exciting to watch Randy Johnson do anything. Yeah, because the man was an absolute machine. Killing um, birds. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I can respect. Yes, that was potentially one of the best sports moments ever. Him killing the bird. Um, <laughs> So I, I can appreciate the the skill level there. It's not like the most exciting thing to watch, but I mean it's it's an ability that I certainly don't have, and uh, you know I'll, I'll respect that. But it's just it's a very slow game. So I I don't know. It if if the gaps that are slow could be sped up, that would that would make it more interesting to me. I know they've talked about you know throwing a clock up there as far as you know getting um, you know some speed in between pitches. Um, I, I can't say I need that or I hate that because I'm not a baseball fan. So, like, if it happened, yeah, I might watch a little bit more. But I also don't want to just dump on a sport that, A, has a huge history and people love it for the way that it is just because I might watch it a little bit more. So, you know, it, it would make it more interesting to me. Should they do it? Uh, I don't know. I'm for the pitching clock, I'm, personally. I mean, I'm a baseball purist. I've fought i've had this conversation with people over the years i've fought rule changes in baseball and there's some rule changes in baseball that i i wish they still had i, I hate the fact that the you can't slide into home or you have you have to slide into home now you can't charge uh, a catcher to t- score a home plate the like, buster been, posey rule right <laughs> i mean there, there's those rules I've, I've been anti and as much as my personally i don't know that i would have said this ever before but the more i've thought about it the pitch clock I don't love for the sense of the game, but in MLB, for MLB to have more excitement, we need to start getting more hits. Pitchers are pitching at better than ever before, and while that's exciting to watch, it doesn't draw young fans in to see the game. Hitting is what draws fans in to see the game. Offense, right? Offense is what you want. So I think putting a pitching clock isn't the end of the world. I think you put that up there. That's going to speed up or speed up the game for one, plus it's going to create more room for error on the pitching side, which gets more hits, which makes the game more fun to watch in the meantime. Thomas and I also talked about it before. I'm not a super big fan of the, of the shift in general. I think it takes a lot away from the game. I've been back and forth on whether or not you make it illegal or not. It's almost too much analytics. It's, exactly. It's so, it's so much of analytics on that side of things takes away from the analytics game. Analytics that takes away from strategy. So mm-hmm. much, yeah. yeah. And that's that to me is just I've got no problem advantage. with them saying, hey, you've got to keep two guys on 
left side of second base and two guys on the right side. Yeah, learn how base. to learn how to hit opposite field, <laughs> which is almost a purist mentality. Going back yeah. to that, this is the way the game was designed to be played. You have somebody here, you have somebody here, somebody here, somebody here. Going back to that is almost a purist mindset. If you take away the shift, that way it draws that up. But see, going back to what Peyton was saying and how it was taking too long and how it was kind of boring. <clears throat> that's what I actually like about baseball is that. Y- Maybe not so much watching it on TV, but I like going to baseball games like in in real life because oh, right. you can literally just sit there and it's relaxing. kind of watch the game, but you can have a conversation with whoever you're with. You know, eat some peanuts, you know, sit back a coke or whatever you. Um, but that's what I like about it. You know, you're not constantly just engaged in something for an hour and a half to two hours with baseball you just go there you can sit there and have conversation with the people you're with the people around you and then oh he hit he got a hit and then everybody cheers you sit back down you continue you know baseball or football you're just constantly you know like engage you, you can't really enjoy the people around you as much as you can enjoy the game which baseball as far as a fan's perspective is definitely one of those games where you'd rather actually be at the ballpark sure mm-hmm. as opposed Similar to, to watching it on television and i think that's where i mean there's going to be the fans that of course are in the stands and then you have the people that are at home watching it on television that are just bored so i think there is a difference between the two when it comes to that yeah, it's kind of like nascar yeah, kind of like NASCAR. Like, you go to NASCAR in real life, it's really exciting, but you watch it on TV, you can only watch them make a left turn so many times. I mean, exactly. Peyton, Peyton Throw was definitely... Throw a right turn in there once in a while. Peyton was yeah, one of those kids that, uh, <laughs> that would pick the dandelions in the outfield waiting for uh, a fly ball to come his way. Oh, I, got, I got hit in the face, that's why I quit. <laughs> I like NASCAR. I don't know if that's been discussed in this group at all. I'm sure I'm the uh, lone wolf on probably this. Probably the last time we'll hey, mention NASCAR. Can we can we edit that out so people don't <laughs> yeah. know that one that of them was even mentioned? Us? Yeah. No, I, I will say one thing that would absolutely get me um, to watch baseball, hands down, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, we want to talk <laughs> about MJ LeBron comparisons. Yeah, let's throw him commercial. in the MLB. You see him? You see him pitching in the Sprite commercial? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I think he's hinting at good. something. They don't. They don't have LeBron, but they do have Tebow. Yeah, hey, so Tebow's we've got coming, Tebow, and he's, hey, he's actually coming. making some progress. Hey, he Tebow started, in the Mets. He started his baseball career in my hometown with the Columbia Fireflies. Yeah, it's yeah. about to be Tebow time again. It's Tebow time. Tebow time. It's Tebow time. Does he Tebow after hitting a home run? <laughs> home plate, hit the nail. Tebow. All that's, right, let's, that's let's talk even about anything some, some real for. baseball. We, we got the trade. Uh, finally, Manny Machado gets traded. The Orioles finally get rid of him. Uh, off to the Dodgers, who uh, lost uh, Corey Seager, their their regular shortstop for the year. With uh, I think it was like a shoulder surgery, something similar to that. So he'll he'll fill in there. They have him for the rest of the year. They get the Dodgers' number four prospect, I believe, an outfielder, and then a couple other guys. It was five total prospects. Uh, it didn't look like the package was great. I mean, four, you get you get their fourth overall prospect, a decent outfielder, but other hey, than that, it prospects was... are important. Um, as an Astros fan, I can definitely speak to that because remember when we were going through our rebuilding stage, um, trading away Lance Berkman and. Um, who was ours? Hunter Pence, <laughs> Lance Berkman, Hunter Pence, all those all those guys that we had, and you get these prospects that come in, and now look who you have. You have Alex Bregman out there. You have 
um, George Springer out there. You have Carlos Correa out there. But they also have there. to turn out. I oh, mean, sure, they do. You Absolutely. Get, yeah, You're right. I mean, you get maybe one. Which doesn't from, always happen. So, so. I mean, the biggest problem, did the Orioles wait too long? I, I, right? Did they wait too long with this? I mean, you knew he was leaving two years ago at this point. You knew well, he they, was they were good two years ago. They're actually they in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, they've been, but they've been atrocious all year. Oh, long. they're they've very got, like, bad, 25 yes. wins. Why did they wait this long? I mean, you diminish. The longer you wait, the more you diminish. Because then you know that he's he's probably he was gone before the year started. I yeah. I mean, I think everybody knew. I think they knew it. He knew it. Every other team, all twenty other twenty nine other teams knew it. I mean, remember talking months ago. Which someone should have pulled the trigger. Uh, So did they diminish their? I mean, I think it was kind of stupid. You wait this long and you only get the number four overall prospect. And then I think it dropped off to like their twentieth best prospect. That's exactly what the that. Tigers did last year with JD Martinez. Yeah, they waited way too yeah, long. Way too Even long. Even Verlander, anyway, you know, we you got know, nothing out yeah. of him for it. Well, and I think um, something that maybe even helped the Orioles out a little bit in this trade is that Manny Machado is having a fantastic he's year. Oh my gosh, he's raking. He's having the best year right now out of his career. Um, he's he's got twenty four home runs already. He's got sixty five RBIs, and he's hitting. 315, which the best he's hit in his career was back in 2016. He hit 294. What's his OBPS, though? That's what I've been curious on. I haven't looked at it. His OPS or OBPS? OBPS. It is a 387 for OBP. So not it's not bad. It's all right. I mean, all right, ultimately now, does he make more money? Him, he's a free agent, top two. Him and Bryce Harper. Harper still makes way more. So Harper still, Harper's batting still 214. Harper still makes more? Harper's been hurt, though. I mean, you still got to give it to Harper over Manny. And Manny's only 25 years old. 26. Just turned 26. Yeah. They're around the same, I think. I was Harper 25, 26 as he's well. He's 25, 26 too. So they're both the same age. Both can sign 10-year deals. or, or you get a lot, I think you get a lot more as a full-round baseball player out of Bryce Harper than you get out of Manny Machado. Really? I think so. Well, man, I feel like Man Machado has been a really solid shortstop for, I mean, just with his fielding. I feel like he's usually in the conversation for Gold Glove. He's up. Well, there. he was at third base for most of his career. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah then they switched him back switch to shortstop. Yeah. So. I still think longevity, who I'm looking at, I think I'm going to get more out of Bryce Harper than I'm going to get out of Manny Machado. All right, Jerry. If, okay. if I'm going in my order, I'm, I mean, Mike yeah. Trout, hands down, is the best player Absolutely. in the game right now. Absolutely. And then it's Bryce Harper. And, and maybe Bryce, Ooh. maybe just because I feel like Bryce is having a little bit of a down year this year, but I mean, I just well, wrong timing to have it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Facing a four hundred million dollar contract, which I'm interested to see how the Nationals are going to wind up if, if they can somehow bounce back. The Braves are still super young, so maybe they'll hit a slump. We got the Phillies up there too, and the Phillies too. Surprising. I feel like, and I feel yeah. like both of those teams are very young. Nationals still have a lot of experience on that team, so they, don't be surprised if they happen to make a push. And still wind up winning that division. I won't right, be surprised. Jared, Jared, it's that time. I, you you might be getting a little mad in this segment. We're gonna start going. <laughs> we're gonna switch over to the NBA here. Um, we all know you're you're a Toronto Raptors fan. We're gonna talk a little bit about that trade that just went down with Kawhi Leonard uh, getting finally traded. We've been talking about for weeks and weeks uh, about Kawhi Leonard holding out. Now he gets traded from the Spurs to Toronto of all places. Who, who came on strong at the end and maybe might have been the only offer because of Kawhi and, and wanting to only go to L.A. So he goes to Toronto. DeMar DeRozan goes to the Spurs along with uh, 
their backup center, yeah. White Jakobodo. Poto, there you go. There yep. you go. Poto goes and with uh, Demar Derozan and a and we protected, Danny... yeah, protected first round pick. And the Raptors also get Danny Green. And, and Raptors get Danny Green, who can who can shoot that J. Yeah, can, he's uh, shoot a good shooter and a solid yeah. defender. So I know, I know. Uh, talking about this a little bit earlier, you are not a fan of this. Not I will go in the opposite direction. I actually am a fan if I, of this trade for Toronto. We'll get into that, but I'll, I'll give you a say. I'll let you see I have, on why you don't like this trade. I have mixed emotions about this one. Um, I, th- I thought you were going to be a little I, more strong I, I, I was, you got well, to give some time and, yeah, you know, and, and ease I, into it a little bit. I think I, I was talking to my dad about this, actually, the other day. I'm just going to stop getting jerseys. I just got a DeMar DeRozan jersey, and what happens? He gets traded. So I had a See, San... This is why you need to be a Yankees That's fan. Right. Because we never right. have names on the back of our jerseys. Jared, I can't wait to buy you a Sam Darnold jersey. But... <laughs> that's, a, that's who my dad told me to get next. So I, I'm going to leave that one hey, alone. He's a rookie. At least we get four years with him. Well, see, you would hope. But being the New York Jets, you never, you know. never know. You never know. So, uh, but anyway. No, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> with, with this trade, I mean. I think I was more so upset because I know that DeMar DeRozan took a discount staying with Toronto. Was it a uh, he what, took a, $28 he took a million dollars a year? And, well, I know that the Lakers were pushing hard for him last summer, too. They wanted him to come back home because he's from that area. went to University of Southern California, so, of course, he's from the Compton area. So I know that, that he had L.A. strong on his radar, but he stuck with Toronto for less money. And... He did it for a five-year deal. So, I mean, we had he him was locked committed. up. Yeah, we had him locked to up. Toronto. They sold him on he was going to be the Kobe of well, Canada. And, they and told what him, did they tell they him? They told him he was Last not right? going to get Last traded. Week. They said, you are not going to trade. It is the nature of the business. When you have the option to get a top five NBA player, probably now if he's healthy, the best player in the and East. And that's the right? part that worries me is the if. That's the if part that worries me. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't like it was an ACL or an Achilles. It was a, it was what a quad or hamstring injury, and it, well, it also worries me about attitude too with yeah. him because it, if he's willing to sit out like that, but he's got a lot riding on this. He's and he got does. A lot he does. Now, now he he's looking at contract two years for, in, a, right, in a row. Right. He's, he's on contract here. Perform, he's so, on contract yeah. here. So you're right. I do think, in another sense, that. Let's say Kawhi, because as we mentioned, he's only going to be there for a year, unless somehow. And I unless know you that, pull the Paul George effect and and well, and they him said to, they said that that's what the GM's ultimate goal is is he wants to see if he can sell Kawhi to stay, now, which would be I would have a problem if if they interesting if the purpose of the trade or the you know background of the trade if they really think that they did that trade because they think they can do the same thing that the Oklahoma City did with the Thunder with uh, with uh, Paul George. Mm-hmm. Then that's a bad. Tr- you you yes. can't you can't no. expect that no. he's got L.A. on his mind and you know five percent chance maybe he stays. But right. you go all in one year. You yeah. do this. You have the arguably the best player in the East at this point, or, other than Giannis. Or I talked to somebody else today. Person we work sources. with sources 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 person working today. And at first he thought it was a bad deal too. Unless like, what's the GM's name of Toronto? Tr- Toronto. It's. Uh, or jury, Ajari. It, it's a foreign name like foreign that. Name. Yeah, it's it's unusual. If he brought up the fact that this, he could be being really smart in the fact that he's bringing this in, knowing that he's not going to be there for the full year. He has him for half the season. Use it for trade. Well, trade that's not a bad idea to. either. That's what I like that it's because you have a different aspect as far as now he's got to recoup his 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 reputation. Sure. So you're hoping Kawhi's healthy and now he goes and balls. 
And if it's not working out, then at the trade deadline, you can get more than what you gave up. You can go to Lakers and say, hey, you want him now? Because he's performing good. He's averaging 25. He's same Kawhi that you saw two years and ago. He has said that go he will give go. us Brandon Ingram, your first round pick, and Lonzo Ball. Right. And now which Toron- could and, happen. And Toronto which could happen. Yeah. So, something else uh, along with that is now you look at the next summer. So let's say Kawhi doesn't sign, which, by the way, they said that the Raptors can actually offer the most money to Kawhi at this point for him to re-sign with them. So they can actually offer him a $190 million contract. The most anyone else can offer is between 142 or 162 something like that. So he he would be losing money going somewhere else. So the Raptors do have leverage in that aspect. But the other thing I was going to mention is that let's say he doesn't re-sign with Toronto. Well, now you have DeMar DeRozan's massive contract gone. Yeah. Now you also have another massive contract that you're going to give to Kawhi Leonard. Serge off the books next year. Serge will be off the books as well as Kyle Lowry because he only signed a a two-year deal as well. It was two or three-year. I believe it was a two-year. But anyway, now you have tons of cap space. And you sign LeBron. (laughs) Who's locked up. That's right. But now you have tons of cap space to go out and and see about getting some other Get players, right? Because it wasn't working out. Honestly, let's be honest, right? It wasn't working out. I know it right. was it was LeBron that was the biggest. It was problem, LeBron. But, you run into LeBron. But now you all have three the chance years. you go one year in, and you you've got the best player in the East, and you still got Kyle Lowry. You get rid of Demar Derozan's massive contract, and let's be honest, he's a good player, right? He's a all-star top 25 guy. I think he's underrated. But but he doesn't shoot. In in in, in this league you have to shoot and he was That mid-range he was, was good. Quiet in yeah, the fi- but in the semifinals. He he went Yeah, I mean benched, right? He He did get benched, yes. He was yes. he was abysmal in in the playoffs. So let's be honest. He was He, he was, was okay in the first round. He he was actually a big reason why we won the Wizards um series, right. but but he's a career once, once you I, go to really, Cleveland. He's a he he's struggled. a career 23% um three-point shooter in the playoffs yeah i mean that's bad Bad. in this league for being a shooting guard that is very bad i don't want to pick on him too much but he's mentally weak at this point with the play you can't get swept i mean the team as a whole was was mentally weak they were they were weak getting swept yeah by by that well and of course as i mentioned before the Cavs bench decided to actually show up against the raptors they don't show up against anybody else but they actually decide to show up against the raptors as mentioned kevin love actually averaged close to 30 points a game in that in that series so i don't think he did that against anyone else um but i mean yeah valid point um as mentioned it it looks like you know damar the damar and kyle lowry era wasn't really working out um regular season it's almost like an analogy with the the colts almost they do super well um, in the regular season, and then they would fizzle out in the playoffs. So you're, but you're not as mad as I thought you were going to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a good thing. Yeah, because because it I mixed emotions. I, I think emotions. it was a pretty decent trade. So <laughs> I, I, now, Jared, one one thing you mentioned: the Raptors being able to offer the largest amount to yes. Kawhi later yes. on. I like to to a lot of players. I would see that as valuable, except for the you're last few Canada. years. <laughs> well, no, except for the last few years. We see that guys are taking cuts left and right so they well, can go the, play for a team that's going to contend for a championship. The taxes are a lot worse in Canada. The, the taxes that he'd be having to pay would probably balance it off. Compared to, like, now he's going to Toronto coming from a from Texas, which was a 
you know, uh, income free, tax income free, right, on his contract, and now yeah. he's t- Toronto's a lot worse than most states sure. in the United States anyway. So he's he's losing money anyway. As well, far take as going take home money aside. Uh, if he's okay, I, I get a really big contract with Toronto, and stay here in a place where, uh, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll grow to love it. Uh, or I could uh, go because I, I do feel like the Lakers will pursue him. Uh, or I could go to L.A., play with LeBron. And with Anthony Davis, as can, I mentioned last week. Contend for a championship. Um, I mean, look at... That's the lost episode. Look at what Boogie Cousins turned down to take a, a year deal with the uh, with the Warriors. I mean, it's not... They know they're going to get their money at some point in their career. Uh, they want the championships, and I think that's kind Kawhi of where Kawhi's at right Kawhi now. Kawhi wants sure. LA. Bas- basketball it, wise, or Lakers. Basketball wise, it's going to make go more he sense. Sa- he said he'd go either. I don't know if he said he'd go either. I think this. I think it was more of a, a, a Spurs camp saying he'd go either to give, to make it sa- sound like it wasn't just the Lakers that had a shot to show that he was open more. Okay. To, to for trade bait, I really think it's like it's always been Lakers. Well, I, mean, I think if, it's you're, the, been if Lakers. you're the Raptors and you have, I think it's always been Lakers. And you're looking for someplace to trade him off. I think you could trade him to either Clippers you could. or yeah. No, if he I wants think to be when in he LA, resigns, that gets him to LA. Yeah, that's true. I, it's true, but I think still think free agent. You put him out in the market, he's gonna go to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, you'd want to play with LeBron. Plus, yeah. that's gonna be the best place for you to even see about right. having a chance to compete for a championship, especially with where the Warriors are at right now. So. All right, let's talk real quick. Uh, we're going to probably talk about this a little bit more next week as far as once he actually lands on a team, but Carmelo did get traded. Uh, he did get traded today. Carmelo goes from the Thunder. They finally get uh, get rid of his his contract, and uh, they actually saved a lot of money in luxury tax. They were, they were what? They were, I think they were, they were close to playing $300 million in salary tax and, and uh, salary as far as their, their cap this year, which would have been the most – by a long shot of any NBA franchise, and then by losing him, they, by trading him off, it dumped their salary down by like sixty million. They're saving sixty million basically by getting rid of him. They trade him to the Hawks for and a first round pick for Dennis Schroeder, who will be another ball handler and point guard for the Thunder, which is a pretty good pickup. A few other things. Wait, in wait, there. No. someone other than Russell? Westbrook? I, I was going to say he's, a, he's got to wow. get the ball first. But when Russell sits for the five minutes a, a game that he'll sit, <laughs> Dennis Schroeder will come have first that backup. Five yeah. they'll be paying that backup <laughs> point guard fifteen million dollars a year. So That's it's a right. Bargain. But uh, so he he gets immediately waived by the Hawks. So r- real quick, we'll probably talk about it once he actually lands on a team. But all points are showing Houston at this point, correct? I, I Jared's think I, I'm favorite thinking team, right. Right, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He's a huge Rockets and Blue Jays fan. No, no, no. Uh, I, I'm actually thinking that he'll wind up playing with his friend LeBron in L.A., personally. Um, I just think that that would be a good basketball decision for him. I think I think Houston is also a, another place where it could be a potential good fit, but as of right now, I do think that L.A. could be a good fit for him as well. Just playing with LeBron, he does enjoy playing with LeBron. He's different when he plays with a player like LeBron. As you saw on the USA teams, he is able to do that. He's able to to actually play with other superstars. Now, when he played with Paul George and Russell Westbrook, the first thing, and I said this even before I saw the statistic on it, the three of them were top three in ISO basketball the year prior. So I was like, you're going to have the top three ISO basketball players on the same team. That's not going to work. 
So I think with him going to L.A. playing under LeBron, who is more of the pass-first type, although he can score, we've talked about this before, I think that he can do well there, and I think he can contribute in L.A. Flipping from what we just talked about, though, players who will choose to go someplace, take less money, to win a championship. Melo is the opposite of that. Yeah, but, it's not, that. but he's still getting paid his full $28 million this year. This regardless. year he is, but do you well, think It'll probably be a one-year deal uh, wherever he signs. If he goes to Houston or LA, LA, or I think that he met with the Heat as well. The Heat are in there because you, they need some additional scoring. It's going to be a one-year deal. Talking money again, you're talking about playing in Houston, tax-free state. Again, where he's going to have a whole lot more income. And I think Melo, more than any yeah, but so superstar so we've seen in a long time, yeah is a whole yeah. lot more about this. Which I so, honestly don't... He's upfront about it. I don't have a problem with it. it sure, it could hurt his I, legacy going forward. But get yours. You, you got a 15-year career. Get your money while you can. I'd I blame know. it all for yeah. it. Well, I mean, who you do you the, think would be his best fit? That, I think his best fit... Uh, I think his best fit might... And it all depends what you mean by best fit. Best fit to win? Best fit for legacy? What I mean... There's a couple of different options. I think uh, I think best fit would probably be Lakers at this point. I don't think I he think has Houston a best fit still... for legacy. I think it's got to be best fit for win is what you got to look at. It's either him making money or best fit to win. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get that legacy. He's always gonna be known as later on down the group who was a superstar from in an era of the superstars that we're in. I, but I think if he does go to Houston and he, he performs like he did a couple of years ago, he puts up 20 points a game and he plays significant minutes. And they end up somehow winning, then I think that's good for his legacy. You get the championship, and he was a contributing factor. Twenty points a game. I think that's realistic. I think Houston's the favorite. He's, you know, just like you said, he's friends with uh, LeBron. He's even better friends with Chris Paul. And yeah, he is good friends with him. Pass first point guard. You have yeah. James Harden there. Maybe it would work a little bit better than I Oklahoma. was going to say. You know, he has his eye on James Harden though, because yeah. James Harden is not the easiest guy for people to play with because Russell he, Westbrook 2.0. Yeah, he has to have the hand or he but has it, I mean, to have the ball. In we his thought hands. that when Chris Paul went there last year and it worked out pretty dang well when Chris Paul got there, there was at least enough ball to go around for the two of them. Because with Chris handle. Paul, Chris Paul is not the selfish player that James Harden is. He, I mean, he's got a, a different style of game, but I think James Harden saw this year what he can do when he does pass the ball because going into it, he did trust Chris Paul. Um, I feel like he has um, kind of overcome what Russell, you know, can't overcome is the fact that Russ can't trust his teammates. I, that's, that's why he won't win a championship. He can't trust anyone. Uh, if you, if you can't trust anyone, you know you're not going to go very far. Yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, he didn't trust anyone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, and and Durant was putting up numbers, but that, that was because he would have to respond in that same way of, all right, I'm just going to keep the ball. Uh, so you know, I, I think Durant saw the writing on the wall there of why you know he wouldn't progress. You know, Russ doesn't see it because he can't see past his own ego. Um, but Harden actually made some strides this year, so I, I would see. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would see a clash of personalities on, on Houston's Fair. team. With going back to what yeah. you said on the, the legacy thing there, if he was to go to Houston and win the championship there, whose legacy further is because of that championship, though? Does Carmelo's? Does it become does that become Carmelo's championship, or does it become 
James Harden's championship. Uh, ultimately, it's it's probably. I mean, it's James Harden's championship, but it still goes on. I mean, Carmelo's what thirty fourth this time. If he's a contributing factor, you give him some credit there. I mean, he's a Absolutely. Hall of Famer at this point anyway. Sure. So, and he he well, would be seen as the as guy the missing piece who got them over the hump right. over the exactly. Warriors. I, I guess you could see that, but. Uh, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more next week um, when he actually picks a team, probably at that point in the next week or so. He'll probably be able to pick a team. Uh, let's wrap this up. It's it's a little late here. We're wrapping this up on a Thursday night. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, get this last segment in, a little bit of NFL. Uh, still a few months away, but you still got the off season going. Um, talk a little bit MSU here, your former MSU running back, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but he's at the Steelers. He's at the Steelers. You're right. You're right. But Le'Veon Bell, he gets franchise tagged for the second year in a row. Uh, Didn't he state that this is going to be his last year he, with the Steelers? Uh, his, his agent came out and said it was his, his, you know, after they couldn't reach a long-term deal, um, that they did. Uh, his agent came out and saying this is probably going to be his last year because he doesn't feel respected. So I understand. We'll get into that a little bit as far as contract dispute. Yeah. He wants to be paid as a running back, wide receiver, not just yep. a running back yep. because he's he thinks he can putting out there to both. He's putting out which there 800 does. receiving yards yeah. out of the back. He could definitely contribute. Yeah. Both. So I mean, he, he's going to be franchise tagged again. He turned down. They say $70 million deal, which would have made him the highest paid running back ever, but it really was two years, 33 well, million. Well, they, they mentioned that he was only going to get $10 million in guaranteed money. Yeah, it was really like a, I think basically how it was going to work out, it was five years, 70, but guaranteed as far as two years, 33 million, which still makes him the highest paid running back. But, but we know with you're him. You're not getting wide receiver money at that Right. Point. Well, and he, he even mentioned before he wants guaranteed money. He wants that guaranteed money contract. So for, well, and, for them to give him the ten million, he doesn't guaranteed, want to be paid the position. He wants to be paid the player. Yes, if, if and they pit, want to pay the pl- the position. If I you're Pittsburgh, though, look look at what he's given you. Yeah, he's given you, you know, some great seasons, but he's given you a lot of gaps where he's gotten injured. That that's tough to get and guaranteed. Yeah, that's tough to give guaranteed money to a guy that you don't entirely know if he's going to be on the team. Now, granted, How, what, an injury but they give is, it to Ben Roethlisberger, and he's played three full seasons in his fourteen year career. So they give it to Ben Roethlisberger. I know quarterbacks a lot different. Look, well, not only that, he's, he's also brought in two championships. Yeah. That's that's a little different too in that aspect. But I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. But he he didn't bring I'll, him that first championship. I'll tell you that he did not bring him that that that. Well, uh, they, the they, refs brought him that first. Championship. Well, they had a lot of their their defense was still very good then too. He was what a rookie? Was he a rookie? He was. He, he was second a second, second, second or third year, year guy. He was awful. That, that was year, a Super Bowl yeah. in Detroit against Seattle when that was. I've never been so angry, and I didn't. I didn't have any cheering interest really, other than the fact that I didn't want Pittsburgh to win. I, I was, I was actually I was. There. There I was, was there. there. You were there. I was there at that Super Bowl. I was there. You were in Detroit at that Super Bowl. I was no there. kidding. Yeah, that was. I mean, they had that touchdown. That was that Pittsburgh got that one that wasn't, and then Seattle got that one that was taken away. I mean, you're talking a 14 point swing there. I was now. Whose so side are you taking? The Steelers side here with declining to pay him what he wants. No. You want Le- Le'Veon's right? You think I will Le'Veon's stand, right? I'll stand by Le'Veon. I think that it, I get he has been out the years like that, but I think that's why he wants the money is because he doesn't know how much longer if he gets hurt. He's trying to set the precedence, what, right? He's trying to change the game which, here with guaranteed money. This is why I think it's a mistake for him to sign the contract or to sign the tenure for the um, for his uh, franchise tag. I think it's a mistake for him to sign it because what. The players need for these guys to do is they need somebody who's in this position that he is in to take a stand and say, I'm not playing. 
and actually sit out and stand hard on that if they're going to start seeing the change come forth where you get the wave of players who are actually getting what they're trying to get out of their contracts. I think that he would have been a huge part of trying to get that to go down to get more players to get the Kirk Cousins kind of contracts where they're getting more of those guarantees money. I think it's going to happen. Things are going to move that way. You're going to start seeing more guaranteed money come out as the revenue keeps coming in for the NFL players. Players want more guaranteed money coming out. They're putting their... We're gonna wait till the next what CBA is in twenty twenty one or so. He's well, still young. Yeah. He's still got a lot of time left. He could afford to sit out a year at this point in time in his him, career. Him being a running back, though, I mean, that's where well, their that's their life the expectancies are, are a little bit shorter. When we can playing, replace though. you. Right. When playing. Right. Well, this is gonna be his. This is gonna be his one big contract time. So this is where he's gonna get that one big contract, and then that's probably gonna be it for him. After that, well, as far we'll, as as far as big money is concerned, I think what we need to start seeing it. I think we might start seeing it if the players start getting a little bit of a pull here. You see, start you're going to see a movement towards guaranteed contracts, but a lot shorter. You're not going to see the five six year contracts. You're going to see three years guaranteed. Prove yourself there, and then we'll give you another three year contract. Because I, I agree with that. Life expectancy in the NFL is a lot. Is a lot less. shorter. They're but, they're willing yeah. to invest, but you can't. Yeah, you can't give the length of time because you you don't know what you're going to end up getting out of that. I mean, I I think of, as a Colts fan, obviously I look at Andrew Luck. You know, he's he's missed how much time now, and uh, you know that that's a you know if that's guaranteed, uh, that's a huge loss to the organization. Not not just you know not having him on the field, which is big enough because we've structured everything to go around him for that offense. Uh, but the money hit as well. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be much shorter deals. Organizations will work with the uh, fully guaranteed uh, contracts, but, you know, they'll they'll invest, but they'll limit their investment. But I don't know. I See, I see why Le'Veon's asking it. Like Jared's saying, this is his time, because especially having experienced injury uh, up to this point, you know, his life expectancy is going to be that much shorter Somehow Jamal Charles kept coming back, but not everyone's going to be a Jamal Charles. Um, you know, this is his his one time to get a big contract. Then it's going to get to be you know one two year deals until you're done. I can um, flip but, on that though with, with with talking on the the getting hurt and the contract time thing. With I didn't think about this before until just now, but with NFL rules changing so much, I'm protecting the player, protecting the player, protecting the player. Do we now start to see? Longevity, though, our running backs have to go back up because those hits are going to be taken away, or is that only going to be on receivers, where receivers are going to be lasting longer because they're not going to be well, able to get hit coming across the middle as much anymore? I think until that actually, until we actually see that, until we actually see that there has been the rule diminished. change this year is going to be, we'll see how they sure. call it. And that, that's to say that that's where that's where we're going to find out. I think across all we'll find sports, out. we're starting to see longevity last a little bit longer, and it's going to some positions. Obviously, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Philip Rivers playing Hall of Fame level into their upper 30s, in Tom Brady's case, 40s at this point. You see it in basketball, LeBron's defying father time at this point. So you're going to see it as as football evolves, nutrition, training evolves, all of that. Football, like you said, with defense and what they can do and what they can't do out there as far as hitting players. So we're going to see that increase anyway at this point. We say that, I though. Think. However, look how many players have retired this offseason who are like, what? I mean, Darrell Rivas, he's 33 years old. Wasn't producing, though. Well, fair enough. I mean, I think and we'll, a lot we will of his is due to injury. Yeah, we will see it a lot more 
coming in the next few years. Certain positions, certain players. Darrell Rivas was never really the athletic. Yeah, I mean, True. now that we brought that up, we can finish that up here with Darrell Rivas, like you said, retiring. Which I just uh, saw. We've his birthday, got, July 14th, 1985. Mine's really? July 15th, 1985. I would love to be 33 and retire. Retiring. Yeah. <laughs> retiring with uh, $100 million in your bank at this point because I, he was a... I take 100000 Anything <laughs> you could say about the guy, he was a great businessman. And also as arguably the, the greatest cornerback of all time. I was going to say, no, knowing you're going to go into a, the Hall of Fame. Is that a hot take? You got two Jet fans here uh, with myself and Jared. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Darrell Revis. Get into that a little bit with the greatest cornerback of all time. First of all, what, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro cornerback, some of the best shutdown Revis Island uh, points we've ever seen as far as cornerback play, especially in my lifetime. I never really got to watch Dion too, too much. Primetime, like, baby. Primetime, baby. Prime time. But uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, you see him going in five years from now? Absolutely, first ballot. He's first Without ballot. question. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Without question. Um, for about a four-year span, I mean, no one threw his direction. Now, is he a first ballot? Je- I know Je- he goes in with the Jets. As a Jets fan, you think he's – he doesn't – is he as liked as, as a Jets – I mean, I know he because he went to the Patriots. Right, we just came felt back, so betrayed. Money by that. <laughs> wise, money destroyed. Uh, dis- yeah, you know, holdouts and everything right. like that. Right, it's, he's not an all-time Jet, even though he's probably the best player pound per pound that we've ever seen for the Jets. For the Jets, yeah. Fan and, wise, he's not the and, best. And and I I would I would still argue Curtis Martin in that same breath. But um, with that being said. Uh, yeah, I mean, who also played for the Patriots? That's right for a short for right. a short period of time. Before He's he from came Pennsylvania over. too. He's Curtis Martin. Oh, uh, I, I mean, uh, Darrell Reeves is from Pennsylvania. So I mean, he's not super far. I mean, New York being right there. I mean, I, I'm assuming he probably more was considers that more home than he does in England. I'm, sure, well, I don't yeah, know. One year with with the Patriots. Well, and and I think him actually. I mean, sure, we gave him a lot of money to come back to the Jets, but I think with him coming back to the Jets, that did. That mended some wounds from when he he left the first time. Which the first time I was really upset. I think upset it would have meant a lot more a, if we got to got to a Super Bowl with him. Right. Maybe he wouldn't have left at that point if we even right. got a championship or Super Bowl. But well, and him gosh, going down with that ACL tear. Two thousand nine, though, he was he was incredible. Shut down. That was that was the that was the, the year where I think the pinnacle. Thinking back, I, I only remember maybe one receiver getting over 50 yards and he went up against prime I mean, he receivers. shut out i remember the game one game it was last game of the year i think they played the Bengals. completely shut down ocho cinco when he was in his prime yes they mm-hmm. went in first round of the playoffs played the Bengals again so back-to-back games held them to two catches for like 16 yards or something similar to that so two games combined it was two catches they won both games over the Bengals, and i was that was one of the best times. I mean, 2009 was probably my favorite football as a Jets fan in, in the last 10, 15 years of memory. Well, and of, he he of, was just the Jets. he was just the best man to man cover corner as far as the, I mean he'll you, line up over top you got, of you. Yeah, you got his, to a point where yeah you got to a point where uh, they didn't even throw his way. Right? Yeah, they didn't even throw his way. So real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, we all agree, first ballot Hall of Famer. You say Dion. I don't actually. No, I, no, because I'll go with you guys. I on say that. Revis. I'll say Revis is probably is, the best because on on, def- on defense total, 
Maybe not got, longevity, but right. you short got, period of time. You got more out of stopping what a defense is supposed to do, a corner is supposed to do, of stopping the pass from being complete. Dion had the interceptions and had the well, they still pick threw sixes, his and Dion had the punt returns. He, made, he was an excellent punt returner for what he was. Um, so Dion had that flash of being able to score, but he wasn't now, the defender and, and that Revis was. And don't forget the time Dion played was not the passing league that it it's was true. at this point. Exactly, right? not what it was. Well, we changed his mind. Look at this. Yeah. He changed wow. his mind. I think we should stop right there. Peyton, I don't want to even hear your answer at this point. Oh, well, all right, fine. He was going to agree with us. All right, well, if you're going to agree no, with us. Yeah, I, I was absolutely going to say Revis. Right. He, um, a total defender, if if a play required him to tackle, he would tackle. Um, he, you know, he stopped everything that was thrown his way, uh, but he, he did a little bit more than that. He was able to contribute in ways uh, – like you mentioned, Kyle, a, a total defender uh, that that was necessary. So, Revis. His ability to recover and just his ability to be able to press receivers at the line of scrimmage, not letting them get into their route, was just something to watch well, as a Jets hey, fan. Hey, look at this. This look this went a little bit better than I thought. You know, a little bit smoother on agreement with the with Revis. A little bit a uh, little bit better than I thought with uh, the Kawhi trade. I thought we were going to get a little bit better there. Um, wow. Also, we agree on. We hate Tom Brady. We, we hate, hate Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. All right, yeah. there we go. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.